let's go ahead and get started this morning. So this morning, the title of my message is, Why Do I Need a Savior? So we're going to talk about why we need a Savior this morning. But I'd like to start off with a uh, story. Jared, are we, do we have sound on there now? So if you're watching on a live, I'm sorry we didn't have sound for the first part of it, but we do now. So thank you, Jared. Several years ago in the country of Turkey, a, shot, a flock of sheep made the news because it seems that the 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 hired shepherd shepherd had gone in to have breakfast and he had gone in to, to eat with his friends and have some coffee and and the sheep had begun to wander off and now normally this wouldn't be an issue except for there was a a cliff that was just a stone's throw away from where the sheep were at and and one of the sheep had begun to wander off towards that cliff and he fell over. Fifteen hundred more followed followed that sheep and and uh, eleven hundred more. Uh, or 400 more had fallen over with him and 1100 more followed and, and went over the cliff and, and survived, but only because the other sheep had, had softened the landing for them, but they were all seriously injured. The total cost of this to the farmer was around $74,000. Could you imagine $74,000 of a loss of his sheep? Uh, first John chapter 10 or John chapter 10, verse 12 through 13. We read this. It says, the hired hand doesn't own the sheep and he cares nothing for the sheep. What the scripture is saying is that the flock really doesn't belong to the shepherd. So he doesn't, he doesn't care for them as much as he, he would if he owned them. He's not aware of the dangers that surround them. So he's not as watchful as he should be. The hired shepherds allow their sheep to get too close to the ravine. And that was devastating. By contrast, in John 10, 11, Jesus said this. He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Because you see, the good shepherd cares for his sheep. He, he loves the sheep. He, he worries about the sheep. Because the sheep are his. They, they belong to him. We look back in the Old Testament, back in the, the book of 1 Samuel in 17, we read about a shepherd boy and his name was David. And, and we all were familiar with the story of David. We studied David back in, in grade school, Sunday school class. We remember when, when David fought the giant Goliath. He faced the giant. He had just a slingshot and, and a few stones and he killed the giant Goliath. But the king at that time, King Saul, he... He was skeptical about whether David had what it took to take on this giant. And, and King Saul, he, he, he asked David, he questioned David, whether David had it in him to do this. And David's reply was this, 1 Samuel 17, 34 and 35. He said, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there came a lion or a bear and took the lamb from the flock, I went after him and I struck him and I delivered it out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, and I struck him, and I killed him. Now, a hired hand, he, he wouldn't have worried about this. He, he had no connection to the sheep. But see, this is different because these sheep, they belong to David. They belong to David's family, so David cared for them. He, he loved them, and, and David would even die for these sheep. And that's what Jesus is saying here. The sheep are precious to him. He loves them. And he's willing to die for them. One of the most touching scriptures in the Bible is out of Matthew. It's chapter 9, verse 36. It says, 
When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. We read throughout the Bible many times that Jesus refers to his people as sheep. He refers to us as sheep. In Psalm 100 verse 3 it says, Know that the Lord, He is God. It's He who made us and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. He calls us sheep. Out of all the animals in the world, He calls us sheep. Sheep are are one of the dumbest animals that there are, but He calls us sheep. Max Licato once said, Couldn't God have thought of something better to describe us than sheep? Of all of God's animals, the sheep is the, the least able to take care of himself. Sheep are dumb. Have you ever met a sheep trainer? Ever seen a sheep do tricks? Have you ever known of a sheep who could be taught to roll over? Have you ever witnessed a circus sideshow that featured something like Mazadon in his jumping sheep? No. Because sheep are too dumb. They're defenseless. They have no fangs or claws. They can't bite you or outrun you. That's why a lot of people, I'd say men in particular, they they tend to scoff at becoming Christians because they don't like the idea of, of following Jesus as their master, as their shepherd. And they believe that they can survive just as well on their own. A pastor once had a conversation with a young man in his congregation and and um, the young man came to the pastor and said, Pastor, I want to get baptized. I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And the pastor said, that's great, but I, we need to sit down and we need to talk about some things, as Tim probably would or if I would if somebody came and wanted to be baptized. And, and the young man asked the pastor, or the pastor asked the young man if he believed that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. The young man nodded and said, yes, I believe that with all of my heart. The pastor asked him a second question and he asked him if he realized that he was a sinner and that he was in need of the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse him. And the young man, again, he nodded and said, yes, pastor, I believe that with everything that I am. And then the pastor pointed out that that Romans says that we need to confess Jesus as our Lord. And he explained what it meant to him that, that he would have to surrender himself. He would have to give himself to Jesus. That Jesus would own him and everything that he had, everything that he was, now belonged to Jesus. And then the pastor asked him if he still was ready to make that commitment. The young man sat for a second. He thought and he, he said, no, I'm not ready for that yet. You see, the young man, he, he didn't have a problem with, with having a nodding acquaintance with Jesus, but, but he did have a problem with the idea that Jesus would own him. That he would belong to somebody else. He thought that if he let Jesus guide him, if he let Jesus be his shepherd, then, then somehow that that would make him less of a man. One of the greatest kings in the military and military leaders of the Old Testament wrote these words in Psalm chapter 23, verses 1 through 6. It's a very famous scripture, and it's one that we all know, the 23rd Psalm. It goes like this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all of the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God describes us as sheep because we function better when He leads us. When when He's our shepherd. Because left to ourselves, we tend to be proud and manipulative and selfish. And, And let's just face it this morning, let's be honest, we tend to have some drama in our lives. I mean, all you have to do is look back to how people reacted when this, this pandemic started. When this, this virus crisis began and, and people began to go to the grocery stores and hoard for themselves things like meat and, and milk and toilet paper. It doesn't trouble these people that other people don't have these things. These people, they, they hoard these things for themselves because they deserve it more than anybody else. Because these people are proud and manipulative and selfish. But if we're to get right down to the core of things here this morning, I think we all struggle with this some in our lives. We all struggle with those feelings of of pride and selfishness. and, And we indulge in manipulating other people on occasion. And this is why we are in need of a shepherd and a savior in our lives. Jesus leads us so that we can lead others, that we can become the men and the women that God has called us to be. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus says, as he was hung on the cross as He was sacrificed for you and I. He had all the power in the world in His hands that He could have taken Himself out of that situation, but He chose not to. He chose to stay there and to die, to suffer for you and for me. And if we follow Jesus, and if we allow Him to be our shepherd, then then He teaches us how to think and how to act, how He thinks and how He acts. In the book of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 26 to 28, Jesus taught, Whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to serve, not to be served, but to serve, and to give His life as a ransom for many. You see, when we follow Jesus the way that we should, then we become servant of others. Just as Jesus served us, but will never be what God designed you to be unless we have Him be our shepherd. But why should Jesus do this? Why should Jesus be our shepherd? Well, this is the answer. It's because He loves us. Because He cares for us. Because He would die for us because we matter to Him. Jesus said in Matthew 11, Come to Me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you and, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. This almost echoes the words of the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. He's the good shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And He gives us rest. Now this is particularly important for us right now as we live in such a troubled time. Our world is in so much chaos right now. And if we if we watch the news, we see how horrible things are and how much people have turned against each other in, in the world. And we've all been under this kind of quarantine for some time and and family is shut off from family and, and friends from friends and many people have the threat of losing their jobs and different things. And you know, we're threatened by this virus that we don't know and that we don't understand and the reality is that thousands of people have been infected and, and many people have died because of this virus and these are very real issues that we're facing today in this world. It almost seems like we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. And throughout these last weeks, months, I've heard a lot of people talk about how they're scared as this COVID-19 has killed people and people have died. And as I think about that and think about how people are worried, my response would be this. First, that death is a tragedy. It's sad when, when loved ones die, but, but as viruses go, especially in the U.S., this virus hasn't been as deadly as some of the others that, that have, that have been here and that have taken lives. Now that may change in the future as things progress, but as for now, that's, that's how it is. Secondly, and more importantly, as children of God, we have the advantage that others don't. Because, God said in His Word, He said He will never leave us or forsake us. In the midst of danger, God will always be there. And the sad fact is that you might die, I might die. But we're all going to die sometime of something. As a person once said, no one gets out of this life alone, but as Christians, we have a promise from Jesus that death has no power over us. And when we die in this world, we move on to a more beautiful and exciting world than we could ever imagine. So it's not really a tragedy for us. It's kind of a, a promotion from this life to a life of eternity. You see, life doesn't end for us here. We have a future, an eternity that awaits for us when we leave this world. And that's why these words of the 23rd Psalm are so powerful. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And that's what Hebrews 13.5 says. It says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus is always with me. He will never leave me. I don't know who made this comment, but I like it. The Oriental Shepherd 
was always ahead of his sheep. He was down in front and any attack upon the sheep had to take him into account. But now Jesus is our shepherd. And he's down in front, if you will. He's in our tomorrows and whatever struggles we face tomorrow, Jesus is already there. And that's why, that's the way we need to view Jesus. We need to view Jesus as our good shepherd because he's always in front. And He's always in our tomorrows. And on top of that, Jesus leads us to be there for others. At times like this especially, we should find ways to to encourage others and to show others the love of Jesus. The Bible says to let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And the in this time of struggle like we're in right now, you can make a difference. You can write letters to people who are, who are in the nursing homes who are so alone right now. You can reach out to Christian brothers and sisters. You can give them a call and, and let them know that you're praying for them. Ask them how they're doing, if, if there's anything that you could pray for them about. You can reach out to non-Christian friends who who have no hope. Of a future. You can pray for them. You can speak truth into their lives. As Christians. Jesus said I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life. For his sheep. Now back in those days. It's not how people viewed sheep. Unless you own the sheep. The sheep didn't really matter much to you. Because, let's face it, the sheep were merely farm animals. They were good for food, sacrifices, and they weren't simply weren't worth dying for. Repeatedly through the Old Testament law, sheep and their lambs were offered as sacrifices for sin. In fact, according to Exodus chapter 29, verses 38 and 39, and according to the Matthew Henry commentary on this passage, every day had a sacrifice That began with an offering of a lamb. And every day of sacrifice ended with the death of another lamb. The first lamb was offered at nine in the morning and the last lamb was offered at three in the afternoon. Now this is interesting because there's an interesting correlation that I want to point out here. Because when Jesus was crucified, he was placed on the cross at 9 a.m. Any guess at what time he died? Six hours later, at 3 p.m., the time that the last lamb was sacrificed for the day. Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 53, 7, The Messiah was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth, like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shears is silenced. So he opened not his mouth. And as Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. But like I said before, the sheep weren't really worth dying for. But Jesus died for us even though we weren't worth dying for. Someone once 
noted that in the Old Testament, sheep died for their shepherd, but when Jesus came, he died for his sheep. And I want to close with this thought, if the band would go ahead and make their way up this morning. Several times in his ministry, Jesus talked about sheep and their shepherd. And one day, the Pharisees, they mocked Jesus, spending time with sinners, and, and Jesus told them this parable. In Luke 15, 4 through 6. He says, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that was lost until he finds it? When he's found it, he, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice for me, for I have found my one lost sheep. See, the shepherd, he left the 99. He left the 99 sheep to go after that one lost sheep because he cared for that sheep. And again, here Jesus is referring to himself as the shepherd. He was going to leave those 99 sheep that had been lost to go find that one lost sheep because he cared for that one lost sheep so much. And that's why Jesus spent so much time with tax collectors and sinners. Luke 19.10 says, The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. So here's the deal, and I want to close here with this. If you've been the only person on this earth, and you were that one lost sheep, Jesus would have died for you. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter how you've lived your life. Because Jesus is the good shepherd. And Jesus laid down his life for you and for me. So the question now is, what are you going to do about it? You have an opportunity today to give your life to him to surrender yourself to Him and to allow Him to be your good shepherd. To believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. To repent of your sins, to turn away from your past and focus ahead on the cross. To confess Jesus as your Lord and as your Master be buried in the waters of baptism and rise in newness of life as his child we're going to offer this time this invitation for you this morning and if you feel God leading you if you feel God pulling on you saying I want you to make a change in your life I want you to commit yourself to serving me and allowing me to be your shepherd or maybe some of you have wandered off from the flock Maybe you're that one lost sheep that's wandered away and, and you just need to find your way back. I'm telling you this morning that Jesus is, is going after you. He wants you. His arms are open. He wants to bring you back to where you need to be. Let's pray this morning. Father, we love you. Lord, and we're just so thankful for who you are. God, we're thankful for your son 
died on the cross for us, Father, when we, we don't deserve that. Father, I thank you for loving us and for caring so much about us, Lord, that you're willing to, to give your own son to die, to sacrifice his, his own life for our sins. Father, I pray right now that if anybody here this morning, Father, is, is lost. If anybody here this morning has wandered away from the flock, Father, I pray that you would bring them back. Father, I pray that you would grab them in your arms, Father, that you would show them the way to the cross because you love us that much. We love you. We thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you do for us every single day. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand this morning.